Hello and welcome to this episode of the John Henry Weston Show. There is an incredible story blowing up on the internet right now. An 18-year-old Christian young man who was publicly humiliated in a most extreme manner at a music festival for refusing to say F Trump on stage has come out with an incredible letter of forgiveness. The foul-mouthed rapper YG physically pushed the young man and cursed him, calling him a racist and much more. You'll want to stay tuned. Let's begin as we always do with the sign of the cross. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The readings at Mass this Sunday were about our Lord's admonition to turn the other cheek and pray for your enemies and those who persecute you. And there couldn't be a more fitting example of this than this week, that of Austin Joyner. Austin turned 18 on October 27, 2019, and for his birthday, he went with three friends to the two-day Malaluna Music Festival in San Antonio, Texas. One of the musicians playing was rapper Keenan Jackson, known as YG, who is famous for his F Donald Trump song, and by the way, he uses the expletive. So, as he was performing, YG noticed Austin, who was near the front, was not singing so this song of, you know, F Trump, and so YG called him up onto stage. YG asked him to decide right there and then to say F Donald Trump and to say his name because, that's the, the, the young man's name, because he knew his mother, his father, his grandmother, and grandfather were all watching. When Austin refused to say F Trump, YG shoved him and hurled a barrage of curses at the young man for being a Trump supporter. You know what? Rather than me explaining it, why don't you have a look? Hey, listen. I spotted you out in the crowd. I asked you if you f*** with Donald Trump, you said you don't know. So since you don't know, I need you to make up your mind tonight. I need you to uh, say your name. I want you to state your name because I know your mama, your daddy, your grandmama, your grandfather is watching. I want you to state your name and yell out Donald Trump. No, you won't. Get his ass out of here. Get him off the stage. He a Donald Trump supporter. Get his ass out of here. Donald Trump raises him with black people. So if you with Donald Trump, you racist as and I can't with you. Period. Straight like that. Absolutely unbelievable. Now, it took Austin until February 22nd, just a few days ago, to prayerfully discern how to respond, and now he has, with a most beautiful letter which exemplifies Christ's admonition to pray for your enemies and to turn the other cheek, like very few things do in public today. Austin explains in his letter that he was very nervous when he was singled out of the crowd, but he said he felt supported by the Holy Spirit. Here it is in his own words. He says, and I quote, When I got up on the stage, the Holy Spirit immediately took over. God was on my side. I was too nervous to handle that situation by myself. He says, YG, you attempted to get me to curse someone and pub to curse someone publicly and to reveal my name to everyone. You may carry hatred in your heart for people like President Trump and me, but I don't hate anyone, including you. 
He continued, he said, you don't know me at all, and you judged me completely wrong. I am a proud Christian, and I don't talk about people that way. If the situation had been different, and you asked me to curse President Obama or Hillary Clinton, I still would never have done that, because I know that their lives have value just like yours and mine. You didn't respect the fact that I said no, so you slandered me to the crowd and called me a racist. Now get this, he continues, Ironically, of the three friends who were celebrating my birthday with me, one is Hispanic and the other two are Nigerian. Also, my mom is Mexican and my dad is white. Clearly, I'm not a racist and I never have been. You misjudged everything about me. I'm sticking up for myself because I have the strength of God in me. But many people don't have that. And just because you have a platform, that's no excuse for you to use others to make your political statements. Absolutely amazing. But listen to this. The most incredible part of this letter comes as Austin addresses YG very personally. He says, and I quote, You put a target on my back that night and made it unsafe for me at the festival. Thankfully, two security guards came up to me after you kicked me off stage. They advised me to leave because they determined it was too risky for me to stay there at that point. Now, okay, let's think about this for a second. So there was a 17-year-old celebrating his 18th birthday with three friends at an overnight music festival, and he was grossly publicly humiliated, and then told to leave the event for his own safety, spoiling his birthday, and even that, you know, that would have been, for many people, a sort of life-altering negative encounter that could have led to disaster, maybe even suicide. Yet, as the good book says, all things work for good for those who love him. So here's what happened next. Austin recounts it in his letter to YG. He says, and I quote, As I drove back home, nervous and not knowing what to expect, I still prayed for you. Because you, Kenan, that is YG, whose name is Kenan, because you, Kenan, still deserve and need God. Your actions were so wrong, but can be forgiven. Jesus did not die on that cross for no reason. And because of that, I have kept you in many of my prayers. So if you think no one has cared about you, I have. End quote. Wow. What incredible love this young man, Austin Joyner, shows. It's reminiscent of the line from Christ on the cross, Father, forgive them for they know not what they are doing. Austin Joyner, this heroic young man, continues in his letter as he says, and I quote, It has taken a few months for me to fully forgive you, but I did not want to respond to the incident until I did forgive. I forgave you on January 4th, 2020. End quote. Which, by the way, that's a few months after the actual incident, which happened again October 27th, 2019. And he continues in his letter, I really don't want to hold on to those type of feelings because God created you with purpose Keenan Jackson has the power to do great things in this world, and I'm speaking it into existence. God is pursuing you, and it's going to become obvious to you, but God isn't going to force himself into your life. That's something you'll have to accept if you want him. 
But if you ask me, it's a strange coincidence that you picked on a supposedly racist white boy like me. Out of all the people in the crowd that night, and of course there he's referring to the fact that he is of Mexican heritage himself on his mom's side, and that his friends there were one Hispanic and two Nigerians. And Austin speaks right into the heart of YG, of Kenan Jackson, as he says, and I quote, You have the potential to become a man who loves and cherishes his wife and children and protects them, and treats them with utmost respect and stands up for people who are weak. Ultimately, that's how real men behave. I believe that you could even make the type of transition Kanye West has made. In the end, I want you to succeed and I want you to become the man God designed you to be. I can keep writing about how great it would be, but that is a decision you have to make for yourself. I hope you can take advantage of the opportunity you have. End quote. Truly, truly amazing. Here, the latest clip of Austin doing a little video himself responding to YG. Have a look. It wasn't like I was defeated or anything, but YG called me racist in front of thousands of people. He thinks that's something that makes him a man. If he was a man, he wouldn't have needed to use a 17-year-old to make his political statement. Men protect women and children. Men protect the weak. Men protect and men follow God. I support Trump, but Trump is not my idol. Jesus is, he's my king, not Trump. I forgive YG because we've all made mistakes and YG deserves forgiveness. God has forgiven me when I've asked for it. There's going to be other people after me. I want to tell those young people, have courage and stand by your opinion. Don't follow someone else's footprints because it's your path, it's your life. Stand up for yourself because you're worth it and you have value. You know, don't let someone bully you into saying something you don't want to say or believe. Now, let me close this episode with an amazing insight that I got from Exodus 90, a 90-day practice of fasting and asceticism I've been taken on with some friends. Now, Jesus invites us, as we all know, to take up our crosses and follow him. Strangely, though, he says in the scriptures, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. But we often feel that our burden is actually quite heavy, sometimes way too heavy to bear. So, how did poor Austin feel experiencing what he did? How do we feel when we get into a car accident, or even worse, are ridiculed by our own spouses or colleagues at work, or sometimes even children? There seems to be nothing easy or light about these crosses or burdens that we are asked to bear sometimes. And yet we're told that the saints would rejoice in adversity and hardship. Rejoice? How is that even possible? We know the line, offer it up, which, you know, we should do as a means of offering up our sacrifices and sufferings in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass, the sacrifice of Christ at Calvary. But still, how do we get to that joy or rejoicing in such hardships? Well, here's the insight from Exodus 90, which really made things clearer for me than they ever have been before. I want you to picture yourself sitting on a city bench, in the bitter, bitter cold, waiting for a bus, which is like mm, 25 minutes late. It's freezing cold and even snowing, and you get more and more miserable by the second. Now, I want you to imagine that instead of that city bench, you're sitting on a very similar bench. It's cold and snowing. In fact, the same temperature, the same snow, 
as it was on that city bench, only this time the bench is suspended from a cable and moving up towards the top of a mountain. You aren't aggravated or cynical about it, the cold and the snow. Instead, you're stoked and overflowing with joy. In fact, you paid good money to be out in these elements because these seemingly adverse things, bitter cold and uncomfortable bench and the dumping snow, will gain for you the chance to be waist deep in a powdery snow day on a hill. And as a skier, you possess the eyes to see the value of that cold, of that snow, and that hard bench you're riding up on. Thus, even the bitter cold is sweet. And there it is. There is the key to seeing your sufferings as an awesome opportunity to offer something worthy to the Lord in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass. Our sufferings that we're given are a gift to the Eternal Father if we're willing to take them as such. And with those eyes, with that seeing, those sufferings become indeed joys. We have the opportunity to give a gift to the Eternal Father that's worth suffering for. Let us really try to see in all of our adversaries, adver, adverse, adversities, which the Lord permits us, to see in them something worthy to offer up to our Lord, to assist Him in a small way in the salvation of the world, to make a worthy gift to our Savior, to accept a small share of that suffering which He endured so that we might be co-redeemers with Him and can repeat with St. Paul, I make up in my own body that which is loving lacking in the sufferings of Christ. What lack is there in Christ's sufferings? Only that which he intentionally left for us to do so that we could reign with him in glory forever. Let's do good to our enemies and pray for those who persecute us just like Austin Joyner did this week. Until next time, may God bless you. Hello, this is John Henry Weston. I'd like to invite you to subscribe to the John Henry Weston Show YouTube channel if you haven't already done so. There you will find all the past episodes and much more. Thanks again for watching, and may God bless you.